Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pillisoff, and I'm your host. I'm the founder of Divorced Girl Smiling, the company that offers people facing divorce trusted, vetted divorce professionals. We also have a podcast, a mobile app, a website, and the free consult. Loneliness might be the most painful emotion a person can have. Loneliness can feel empty, scary, sad, unfair, and it can make you feel sorry for yourself. It can make you feel angry, like, why me? It can make you feel unworthy of love, like, maybe I shouldn't have gotten divorced. However you're feeling about loneliness, I think it's really, really hard. I've definitely been there at times in my life, and I want to talk specifically about loneliness during and after divorce. I want to tell you first, before I get into anything, that you are going to survive loneliness and that it is a lot more in your control than you think. So the first thing I want to say is a lot of people who are going through a divorce look at their married friends and they think, Why couldn't I have had a marriage like hers? How are they able to make it work and I couldn't? Why did she get this great husband and I didn't? And here's how I feel about this. You have no idea what else the person is settling for in their relationship. And let me clarify this. Settling doesn't mean what you think it does, but I truly believe that everybody settles for something. Maybe settle is a bad word. We compromise. We accept certain things because nobody is perfect. So maybe your friend seems like she has this perfect marriage and everything is wonderful, but she sort of knows her husband cheats every now and then, but she's willing to accept that. And that works for her. And nobody should judge anybody. Or, and by the way, I'm not saying cheating is right, but this is just an example. So maybe another person is blissfully happy in their relationship and everything's great, but you just don't even know what else is going on that the person has to accept in the relationship. So my advice to you, so when we're talking about loneliness, I truly believe that there are a lot of people who are married or seemingly happy in a relationship who might feel lonely at times or maybe feel lonely a lot of times or just in a little bit. So I truly believe that loneliness is a state of mind. Loneliness is not you living alone during and after your divorce. Loneliness is not you because you're single and you don't have a boyfriend. Loneliness is how a person feels. For example, I know a divorced woman who's dating a married man. And she feels extremely lonely because she sees this guy a couple times a week for a quick dinner or a hookup. And then when he leaves after the sex, she feels really lonely and alone. That is entirely different than feeling alone because you just got divorced and you're sitting in your house and your kids are with your ex. And by the way, the woman who's dating the married man, that's an entirely different topic. It's a different podcast. I have so much to say on that. And the one thing I'm going to say is 
She probably feels a low self-esteem, lack of self-love, shame, guilt, anger, resentment, and a lot more. But back to the podcast at hand, loneliness after divorce. So I truly believe that loneliness stems from something that is missing, some void in a person's life. So if you're newly separated, of course you're going to feel lonely because this is new. You have a void. You're no longer living in the same house as somebody. You're not a couple anymore. You've told people and you aren't used to living alone. You probably haven't lived alone in five years or a decade or two or three decades. And living with your kids, I'm saying, is like living alone because I got divorced when my kids were three and five. And let me tell you, I didn't feel like, oh, I have my kids. I'm not alone. No, when you have young kids, even teenagers, you can't treat them like friends. You're not on the same level and you have to sort of put on this happy face all the time. So I understand it can be very, very lonely even with kids. So I want to get into some different kinds of loneliness. All right. So first of all, you have people who are single and want to meet someone. And believe me when I tell you, I have been here so many times in my life, you can't even imagine. I get this. You want to meet someone so badly and all you're meeting on these dating apps is like jerks. And it feels very alone. It feels hopeless. But there's a big difference between being single and being alone. Being alone means you just haven't met the right person yet. I was single until the time I was 35. That's when I got married. I was then single at 41. I was only married for seven years and with someone. So I believe that I have an authority to talk on this because I spent most of my life single. After I got divorced at 41, I dated, I had a boyfriend for a while, but we didn't spend so much time together And I was alone until I was 49 and met the love of my life. So, and I didn't even move in with the love of my life until last year. So I spent 15 years after my divorce alone in my house with my kids. But I would say I stopped feeling lonely at the very beginning. And I'm going to get into how not to feel lonely if you're by yourself, okay? So that's one kind of loneliness. You're single and you want to meet someone. And I understand if you're listening to this and you're newly separated, you don't want to meet someone right this minute, but you're thinking, I hope I meet someone someday, right? I mean, or maybe you're just not even ready to go there. And that's totally fine as well. But being alone when you're single and you want to meet someone might stem from a few things. Maybe you're making poor choices in the people you date. So me personally, when I got divorced, I dated the worst people. And maybe I did that subconsciously because I wasn't ready to be serious with someone, but I dated people who treated me badly, who I knew was just a fling, because I wasn't ready, I think, looking back. Here's where you have control over things. You can go to a dating coach. Alyssa Deneen, by the way, is wonderful. She's a Divorce Girl Smiling trusted professional. You can find her on Divorce Girl Smiling. She'll help you with your dating profile, pictures, what to say, how to talk to people, how to engage. She's 
amazing. So look her up, Alyssa Deneen style my profile. So you do have control over meeting someone to a certain extent, but also just think to yourself, I only have to be alone for a little while. I'm not going to be alone forever. So how can you be lonely when you know it's only temporary? I think that'll make you feel a lot better. Just say to yourself, this is only temporary. I'm getting divorced because eventually I'd like to meet someone. And if I stay in my current relationship, I'm never going to be happy. I've tried. It's not working. So maybe I need to be alone right now. That is a healthy attitude. And that takes courage. But I promise you the payoff is beautiful. You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast with Jackie Pillisoff. I'm talking about loneliness, surviving loneliness after divorce. I'm talking about different kinds of loneliness. We're going to take a short break. When I come back, we're going to get into different kinds of loneliness. I'm also going to get into what happens when you drop your kids off at your exes and you're sitting home alone for the first time. I'll be right back. I want to introduce the newest Divorced Girl Smiling Trusted Professional. Her name is Julie Walton, and Julie is a licensed clinical professional counselor, LCPC. She's a therapist. She's committed to supporting individuals, couples, and families in navigating diverse, complex issues. Julie has extensive experience working with adolescents and adults who struggle with anxiety, depression, trauma, abuse, family conflicts, and transitional life events related to professional challenges, grief, lost, unexpected stressors, and more. She's a trained divorce therapist, a certified divorce mediator, and just a wonderful person. Julie believes that above all else, her work starts with building a safe and non-judgmental relationship where her clients feel empowered to realize their potential. So if you want to learn more, you can find Julie in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling or at her company website, NorthShoreReach.com. I also want to talk about the law firm of Katz and Stefani. So if you're thinking about getting divorced or you're going through one and you need a divorce attorney, I'd highly recommend Katz and Stefani. I have known Dan Stefani, the co-founder of the firm, for 20 years. I have also met all of the nine other attorneys at the firm, and really, they all are wonderful. They all have different niches, so you can either have a consultation with Dan, or he can recommend one of his other attorneys who might be a better fit. If you want to learn more, visit katzstefani.com or you can find them in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorced Girl Smiling podcast with your host, Jackie Pillisoff. I am talking about surviving loneliness after divorce. I'm going to get into the second kind of loneliness, which is the end of a relationship. So maybe you're listening to this and you just broke up with someone, or you're a recent widow or widower, or you just got separated. And again, I want to tell you, these times are temporary. And the best way to get through this is to surround yourself with family and friends and those who care for you. Let me tell you something. I just got back from a vacation. 
I went by myself. I left my kids home alone for one week. I went to my 40th high school reunion. I stayed with my brother and my sister-in-law. Then I flew to New Jersey and I went to a big family reunion with extensive family. I felt so amazing. I laughed. I reminisced. I remembered who I was. And I think if you're newly separated, that is the most healthy thing you can do to not feel lonely. Reconnect with old friends. Friend someone on Facebook. Like, for example, this summer, I friended my college roommate from freshman year. We ended up talking on the phone for three hours. We both wondered why we never kept in touch. It was amazing. I felt so happy and I had so much gratitude for her and that I was back in touch. So that is the healthy way to deal with loneliness. Whenever you feel lonely, call an old friend. Reach out to someone on social media. If you let yourself have three coffee dates a week or walk with a girlfriend three times a week, your loneliness will diminish. I promise you. I swear by this. The third kind of loneliness to me is being with the wrong person. So being with someone who's emotionally unavailable. Let's say you're in a relationship, but you just feel lonely. Maybe your person is unavailable. Maybe I'll go back to the person who's dating the married man. Or maybe you're just with someone who you don't feel a connection and you're thinking, why am I with this person? I don't really have that much fun. I'm just afraid to be alone. And that is probably the number one reason people don't get divorced, except for finances, that's a big one, is because they're afraid to be alone. And being somebody who lived this, I promise you, it's more difficult at first, but you will be so happy that you made the move. It takes courage. It takes a lot of guts to leave. But I'm not encouraging you to leave, but your gut should tell you when it's not right. The thing is, when somebody isn't feeling lonely, everything else in life is manageable, like money problems or having issues with your ex-husband or, you know, your furnace just broke, air conditioning just broke, and everything that stresses you out. It's so much better when you're in love and you're happy and you're not feeling lonely on a romantic level. I get that. Because I think relationships keep us inspired and they make us feel like we have someone we can depend on and you just don't feel alone. But if you don't want to have long-term loneliness, long-term loneliness after divorce comes from making bad choices in romantic partners, comes from low self-esteem, lack of self-confidence, like you don't deserve to be with someone who treats you well, repeating old patterns and dating the same guy you were married to, been there, done that, and not feeling alone comes from people who love and appreciate themselves and aren't afraid to be alone. So there's a big difference in feeling lonely and being able to spend time alone. I'm in my house now that my kids went back to college, in my house working alone 
so, so much. I mean, hours and hours every day. And I never feel alone because I know that my love of my life is coming home at the end of the day and we're going to have dinner together and talk. But I want to stress this, even if I didn't have him because he only moved in a year ago, I was doing this by myself long before he moved in. I knew that I had him, so I didn't feel alone. But even more importantly, I loved my life. I loved myself. I loved what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm saying loved because I love, I continue to love. I feel good about what I'm doing. I'm busy. I have a dog. That's a huge one. And I surround myself with family and friends all the time, even when I lived alone and even now. So I really think that's the difference. I want to get into a scenario where you're newly separated and the kids are with your ex and you're home alone. If somebody asked me what's the hardest part of divorce, that's what I would say it was. When the ex moves out and your kids go over to your exes for the first time or the first few times, and you're sitting there home alone by yourself thinking, how did I get here? And oh my gosh, what the F did I just do? And I know someone who is currently experiencing this who said, I've never been without my kids for this long. It hurts so much. I felt so, so terrible for her and I can relate 100%. So I would tell anyone who's newly separated a couple things. First of all, don't drink. So when my kids used to go with my ex at the beginning, I used to pour myself a glass of wine, call my friends and cry and vent. And it was extremely unhealthy. And when you start drinking like that, you have a higher susceptibility to becoming an alcoholic. So please be careful. I was lucky. I realized it and I stopped drinking after the first couple of weeks. So here are a few pieces of advice that you can do when your kids are with your ex and you're home alone. Number one, stop thinking. Turn your brain off. Just don't go there. I just heard this wonderful person speaking. I wish I could remember this woman's name. It was an Instagram reel. But the woman said, when you stress and you worry, your mind is looking to the future. It's all future focused. You might be thinking, what if my kids don't want to come home? What if my kids don't miss me? What if my kids end up screwed up because they're spending too much time with my ex-husband who's so unhealthy? That does not serve any purpose at all. So when you go down that road, think to yourself, this is what the woman said. I'm stealing this from this woman. What if they come home and they do miss me? What if they come home and they're totally great and the ex-husband did a good job with them? What if everything turns out fine? Why don't we think that way instead of being worried? So just shut your brain off. That's what my mom used to say to me. And don't feel guilty, like, oh, I'm by myself. I always wanted to be alone because when you have toddlers and babies and all you want is to be alone, and now you're thinking, oh, I'm divorced, so now I am alone. I wish for this. That is a very bad, bad road to go down. Tip number two, learn to enjoy the time alone. Do a yoga class, work on getting a better job. Work on seeing your friends, go to a movie, read good books, 
life is way too short to spend any time sitting around being miserable. So do anything you want to do and don't feel guilty about it. Number four, talk to your kids. I remember when my kids were little, they would say, Mom, what are you going to do while we're at Dad's? They put this burden on themselves even at three and five years old. And I would say, with tears in my eyes, trying to hide it, I would say, oh, I'm going out with uh, so-and-so. Oh, I'm going to meet so-and-so for coffee. So-and-so's mom and I are going walking. Don't worry about me. I'm great. I'm going to do okay. I'll see you in 48 hours. Do you know how long that is? That's two days. Two nights you go to sleep and then you're back here. That is the way to raise healthy kids because you don't want to put stress on them. Another tip is be flexible with your ex about schedule changes. I know what your MSA says. I know what the court says every other weekend, every Wednesday night, every other week, whatever. If you can put your MSA in a drawer and cooperate with your husband, everybody will get more time with the kids. The kids will be better. So don't be so rigid. If your ex is going out of town, say, yes, I'll take the kids. I'll switch with you. Or if you want to go do something like a friend's 40th birthday party, but you have your kids, before you go and get a sitter, just say to your ex, listen, it's so-and-so's 40th. I got to go to this party. Do you want to switch nights? And you can't control your ex if he's a jerk about it, but you can certainly control yourself. So all you can do is try. And then last tip, enjoy the time you have when your kids are home. So I remember that when I got divorced, I was really burned out with my kids because I really did everything when they were babies and toddlers and I was burned out. And when they started going to their dad's house, when they would come home, I would be so appreciative that they were there that I started being a better mom. I was happier. I wasn't in such a bad marriage. And I really was appreciating the time I had with them. So even though it was less time, it was better quality time. I was a better mother. We did more fun things. It wasn't like watching the clock. I'm waiting for bedtime. It was really, really nice. And so that is what I want you to try to do because it doesn't matter if you see them every other week and you have quality time. That's better than seeing them every day and being miserably married and just wanting time to pass. So I hope this has all helped everyone. I promise you that loneliness and surviving loneliness is doable, not only doable, but Loneliness, as I said, is a total state of mind and you don't have to be lonely just because you're getting divorced. Loneliness is in your control. There's a lot of good tips I gave that you can do. And the last tip I want to give is just believe in yourself. If you love yourself and you believe in yourself and you feel like you're making good decisions and you're a great mother or father and you are happy in your life, you will not be lonely. I promise you. If you want to find trusted, vetted divorce professionals, read articles, listen to more podcasts, or sign up for my free consult where I talk to you for a half hour, listen to your story, and then make recommendations on who can help you, and then you can have free consults with them, 
come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and we'll talk to you real soon.